Welcome to the Ringer NFL Show. I'm Kevin Clark, a staff writer for The Ringer. Joining me on the other line for the third time, this has been the best, the best part of the trilogy. is like Return of the King and the Word of the Rings. <laughs> it's Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, how are you? I am doing very well. Thanks, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. This is our, uh, you know, basically our quarterly visit uh, at this point. Um, you're, you're a friend of the show. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll get to the football part of it. We'll get to some of the other stuff that you like to talk about. But let's start with just the offseason because, you know, I think that NFL players have the largest offseason of anybody, obviously. What is a typical day for you like? Because I, for me, obviously this week is different at OTAs, but, you know, you just look at Instagram of every other NFL player and they're in, you know, Europe the entire year. What's a typical off day for Andrew Luck in, in April or May? Yeah, so th- this, this, uh, this year has been a lot different because I had a surgery, as you know, uh, in January. Yeah. So I've been in a... I've been in Indianapolis uh, rehabbing just about a, you know every week and taking the weekends off and, and usually I would I would travel a bit right after the season ends try to try to get out and go see something while while I'm young. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, I've been in Indy this this uh, winter. Thankfully, it was a mild winter. It was like one of the more mild winters I think in recent memory. Uh, and I had a lot of fun. It's, it's you know it was sort of up and down season for the Pacers and but but they're in the playoffs now. Hopefully, we can steal a game tomorrow night against the Cavs. Uh, but but it was it was a somewhat uneventful offseason uh, for me. So you're not getting away. You're not going to be able to do your sort of Australia, you know, in, go somewhere and, and find, <laughs> explore the world. That's not happening this year? No, not happening this year, and that's, that's A-OK with me. <laughs> All right. What, are you going to the, the Pacers game? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to. I'm going to okay. try to make it. We'll see. Okay, great. Um, so let's get to the surgery, um, because I think that it was very interesting earlier this week, you sort of opened up about the process that happened um, over the past two years. And essentially what happened for, for, for the listener is that the injury um, stems back from the early part, September of 2015. There were some re-aggravations. You had some rehab, and then uh, eventually you had the, the, the shoulder surgery in this offseason. Take me through what the last two years were like, because I know how competitive you are. I know how um, committed you are to not making excuses, and yet you had this sort of in the back of your mind, and, and obviously on you know in, in your shoulder for the past two years. Um, what, what what was that that journey like? Uh, yeah, parts of it, parts of it were tough, obviously, and I mean the truth of it is every every NFL player is playing with something and going yeah. through something. It's the nature of the sport. Uh, there's a there's obviously a theme of violence uh, in, in the NFL, that that's, that's part of it, uh, and, and, you, and you know it when you sign up, but you know, as far as the shoulder goes, the sort of, you know, I injured it a couple years ago, uh, got, sort of got it back feeling really good, played the season, we finished the season, decided to do rehab and, and, and get it back, and we did, we did a great job, our PTs did an awesome job, uh, made it feel really, really good, and then that that next season it would would get unfortunately reaggravated yep. um, every now and then through an awkward hit or an, or you know an awkward landing or, or whatever it may be, and, and and so we reconvened after this season, went out and got a bunch of you know opinions uh, from around the country, and decided, uh, and ultimately I decided, you know, with with the help of many people, uh, that that surgery was my best option going forward, and. Uh, so we did that, and in the middle of rehab now, and uh, you know, excited about every day. It's it's been it's actually been sort of fun, you know, believe it or not. What wait, what part of rehab is fun? 
Uh, getting better. That's what's yeah. getting fun. It's fun seeing progress. You know, it, it's not so fun being stuck in a sling uh, <laughs> and, and only using your left hand for everything. <laughs> but uh, at this point in time, you know, to, to feel and see progress is uh, it's cool. It's cool to see, you know, what our bodies can do. When you watch yourself over the past two years, especially after the reaggravations last year, is there? Can you point to a part of your game that was different that maybe you played differently? Maybe you didn't want to take that that extra step or, or anything like that, or did you play your same style and and maybe that's maybe what even reaggravated a little bit? Yeah, no, I you know obviously, and then and I've been focusing on since every year trying to take less hits and you know part of part of obviously being a quarterback that runs around every now and then is you're going to take some hits, um, uh, but I've trying to take less and less hits and uh so so that's a focus regardless of being you know having a an injury or or not but I, you know I, I wouldn't say my my game changed uh too much i, I wish i would have played better you know i wish we would have won super bowls every year <laughs> like like 31 other quarterbacks in the nfl but uh you know so so excited to move forward though yeah um you know this year is obviously very different and, you know, Ryan Grigson is gone. Chris Ballard is in. Coach Pagano is still there. But do you feel uh, maybe more expectations than you ever have just because of the regime change at the top, because of the last two years? I mean, what, does that, is that something that weighs on you a little bit, Andrew? No, no, it doesn't. You know, either, I've always put, I know as a player, a lot of pressure on myself. Um, in our locker room, we've always had very high expectations. This is a winning franchise. Uh, and, and and I learned that very quickly when you know as a rookie and walking in with Dwight Freeney and Reggie Wayne and Robert Mathis and seeing how many you know sort of playoff banner appearances are in the in the in the in the indoor and, and uh, you know obviously the goal is to win super a uh, Super Bowl and then hopefully another and another and another uh, but but you know we, we certainly have some work to do uh, but to answer your question no you know I, the expectation in my mind has not changed it, it, it's always been to win. Let's get to the draft a little bit because that's on everyone's mind. Obviously, it's coming up next week. You obviously were in a position that a lot of guys have not been in, which is you basically knew which team was going to select you a couple weeks in advance. Uh, really, only one team, maybe two teams, were doing their due diligence on you. But I think that people don't realize um, how dig how how deep these teams dig on a top prospect. Um, you know how much due diligence they do do. Um, when you were going through the ringer, so to speak, of being you know. Uh, vetted, I guess, as a top prospect. What was that like? What stands out to you? Are you, you allowed to say the ringer? Are you allowed to say the it's ringer a pun. on your own podcast? It's a pun. Yes, that's. I, I I go through life trying to get that in as a pun. All right, just checking. <laughs> um. So yeah. So what was that like for you? Um. You know, because there's a couple guys who are going through that right now. What was that process like? And what stands out to you that maybe people don't realize? Uh. Yeah. It was. A, it was an interesting process. You know. There's. There's definitely an aspect of. Of, of a typical job interview uh, and, and, and folks digging into you. I think the physical aspect of it was you know, probably the most unique part. You know, the combine and the doctors yanking on you and tugging you and pulling your arm or your fingers or your knee, depending on you know, you know what, what you've sort of had in the past. And uh, there's a bit of that you know, meat market feel where, you know, you're just, you're, just, you're just a body that's, you know, being touched and, and prodded and stuff. Um, so that you know, that's the most interesting part. And but you know, you obviously realize why you do your due diligence. Uh, you know, from the club's perspective, um, and it's, it's it was a neat process. I think it was made much less stressful for me because I had a pretty good idea of what was going to happen. 
Um, and, and obviously glad to end up in to have ended up in Indianapolis and, and be here now. You talked about the meat market aspect of it. Did you find that weird? Did you did you know that was going to happen going into it? That it was going to be almost like a meat market thing yeah. where they are pulling at fingers and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, and then that's maybe the wrong, and maybe that's a bit of a strong <laughs> word to use uh, or strong term to use. Folks, that you know, and that's a pleasant imagery, but. Uh, yeah, you know, we were sort of warned beforehand by older guys and guys that had been here. Um, you know, that that it's it, part of it, and uh, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Do it with a smile on your face. Are you one of these guys who, you know, certain quarterbacks around, around the league maybe look at the prospects and, and give their input to, to the GM or the coach? Are you one of these guys, or, or do you sort of leave the college game alone at this point? Uh, if, if a coach or, or Chris Ballard has a question for me and asks me, then I'll give him my hopefully honest or honest and hopefully educated opinion, but I, I'm not going out and telling them anything. <laughs> They're the experts <laughs> in that. Um, all right. So we need a crucial update because the first time you were on this show, you said once you sign your contract, you want to get a robot ping pong machine to play ping pong against. <laughs> Has that been purchased yet, Andrew? No, you know, it's, oh it's not gosh. been purchased yet. What's the holdup? Sorry. I don't know. You know, ping pong took sort of a back seat. <laughs> well, I guess the timing was weird. You sign, you sign the contract in July. The season gets started. Ping pong gets minimalized, right? Yeah, it, it, it does. It's uh, been pushed to the margins. Marginalized. You'll be back. You'll be back. Um, so, what what did you do um, with with the contract? Anything that you really wanted to do that that you were able to do in the last uh, eight or nine months? No, nothing, nothing. No, nothing that I really wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. All right, so um, you know, a lot, I think a lot of people when they get you know over a hundred million dollars that have a, a checklist, it's refreshing that you, uh, you you just sort of put it in, in the bank. That's that's nice to hear, Andrew. Um, so yeah. we'll get to the pop culture stuff because because um, you obviously have your book club. Um, what are you consuming right now? Books, movies, TV. Reading Hillbilly Elegy by J.D. Vance, uh, sort of getting, getting towards the end. Very enlightening, uh, very well written. Uh, obviously, I think it has some, uh, maybe helps understand certain things uh, in, in this country. Um, so, so that's sort of what I'm, what I'm reading right now, yeah. Uh, any TV we need to watch? Any movies? Any TV we need to watch. You know, my, my girlfriend... Uh, got me watching The Crown oh, on wow. Netflix, uh, and it it was it was fantastic. What 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 what, what uh, I under, my girlfriend actually got me watching The Crown as well. What did you like about it? I I thought the setting was great. Uh, I thought the actors and actresses were phenomenal. I think uh, I think English history, you know, obviously recent, somewhat modern history, is fascinating. I think Winston Churchill is a character that you know we obviously learn about you know, at least in the periphery when when studying uh, American history. Uh, you know, always hear this name and, and to sort of see someone bring him to life, I thought was was really neat as well. I wanted to talk to you about about hillbilly elegy because I obviously saw that, that you were doing that. Obviously, that that's been phrased as sort of a political book, um, and obviously you you hinted at it. That it helps understand sort of what's going on in this country. Obviously, you have some ties to, to Appalachia. Your father was was the athletic director at West Virginia. Yep. Um, you know, you played there, and and you know, my my curiosity is there's so much 
um, activism happening in the NFL. Obviously, it started last last August, and it's continued. Um, I just spoke to Malcolm Jenkins on the podcast before this, and he obviously had many thoughts about athletes getting involved in activism. I'm curious if you have any plans to speak out more or, or make your opinions known, because I, I don't think we've re- really ever heard uh, much from you as, as far as that goes. Is there anything uh, that you you are thinking about as far as getting more involved in that, Andrew? No, uh, to be honest, no. Uh, you know, I certainly share or have opinions, share them with friends and family and uh, in our locker room. I, uh, but, but no, I, I you know, I, I don't think I feel, you know, it was such a, pardon me, felt like it was such a divisive time uh, in our country for a while and that maybe any opinion, you know, as innocent as it might be, would be misconstrued and used in maybe ways that you didn't intend it to. And so I don't think I just, I don't think I felt comfortable uh, speaking out about certain things, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, 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 that makes, uh, that makes sense. Um, you know, do you think that there, you, you players who don't speak out at some point are going to get criticized or, I mean, I mean, it's just such a weird time now where it seems like football culture. Is- uh, yeah. I think, I think, I think everybody will be criticized <laughs> <laughs> about anything at, at some point. So I don't think you can worry about that. Yeah, no, and I, I certainly, I certainly, I certainly respect those who are sharing their opinions and starting a, or, or continuing a conversation you know, like my, like my college teammate, Doug Baldwin. Yeah, of course. Uh, never has been afraid to share his opinion and is a very thoughtful man. Um, and not a lot of people may agree, you know, with all of his opinions, but, but I respect him for absolutely respect him for, for, uh, in one sense, putting himself out there. And, and, and I know he's doing it for, for the right reasons and to try and affect positive change. And, and I certainly respect that uh, amongst all the guys in, and gals in the sort of professional sporting world that 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 do. A few more, and we'll get you out of here. You still haven't watched any Game of Thrones episodes. Well, I've seen bits and pieces, uh, especially the older ones. But now that the sort of, as I understand, the shows have passed the books, and I, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to soil the reading of the books. You know, hopefully George R. R. Martin can can get that that next one out. You're uh, you're going to be waiting day. forever, Andrew. <laughs> You're gonna, That's all right. It'll be worth it. You're going to be retired. Okay, you're, you're here on behalf of Body Armor. Uh, tell us what you're doing with that and what the campaign is all about. Yeah, so they're going to come out with their first TV spot. Uh, the, it's, the obsession is natural. Uh, Kobe, Kobe Bryant, who's obviously the great basketball player and you know, one of the sports heroes of mine, is, is taking a big creative uh, lead on that. So it's been fun to collaborate with him a bit. And uh, I've always loved Body Armor. Uh, I used to drink it in college. It was actually the first sort of professional partnership endorsement I entered into because I thought it was better than the other stuff. So uh, I'm excited to see that on TV, those commercials during the NBA playoffs. What's Kobe like? Kobe is intense, uh, very thoughtful. Uh, I always, I mean, I, I very much enjoy the times I've been around him or uh, or had phone conversations with him and talked to him a, a bit, you know, about this campaign. Um, and you can see why he's you know, thought of one of the ultimate competitors of all time. All right, great. Uh, Andrew Luck, I wish luck to your Pacers and obviously to the Colts. And uh, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on The Ringer. On The Ringer. That's it. What a plug. Thank you so much, Andrew. Have a great day. Yeah, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. 